Hello, and welcome to another episode of How Are You Holding Up, a mental health podcast by the depressed for the depressed. I'm Chris. And I'm Lindsay. And now that we have had a week to recover, <laughs> Lindsay, right. how are you holding up? <laughs> so we missed last episode um, because I had a really bizarre freak accident. Um, I would... <laughs> I, it was in the morning and I went to stand up and I had absolutely no feeling in one of my legs, not just like pins and needles. I mean, no feeling like it wasn't even there. And so I collapsed onto my foot at a weird angle and the entire <laughs> top of my foot is like purple and oh the um, one of my toes, it looks, it's very bruised. I thought it was broken. Uh, that day particularly. So I was on some painkillers um, in bed with my foot up. So um, how is it doing now? <laughs> it's it's changing colors um, <laughs> and I can walk on it easier than I could then. But yeah, I, I was not in um, I was not at home. I was close to a doctor in case I needed to go, but I had yes. no health insurance. And so I didn't go. Um Hooray. I, yeah. I I could have I could have gone to the ER and gotten emergency medical, but it just wasn't that bad, you know? Um mm-hmm. I figured give it a day and the next day it was a little bit better. So, you know, no weird bones sticking out of the skin. But anyway, Chris, how are you holding up? <laughs> well, no bones <laughs> sticking out of my skin either, but uh <laughs> I've had a rough couple weeks. Uh the uh i i've had my wellbutrin it's been about two or three months i think three months ish i don't know uh since i was on the like lowest extended release dose now they have doubled that dosage to 300 milligrams and i would say the number one side effect that i have been experiencing has been far more anxiety than i'm used to and it has been a very uphill battle and challenging to say the least uh, in order to kind of get through the days. Uh, a lot of the times I'm having to find quiet places to escape to and various other conditions. I it is, And being so anxious a lot of the time, I'm also far more irritable, mm. which I'm not super into either because it's literally kept like i've almost gotten into two fights in this last week because i've gotten so snapping yeah so i'm that's a common side effect i think with wilbutrin right Mm -hmm. anxiety unfortunately yeah that was one of the worries that was one of the the uh conditions that my psychiatrist was like hey if this starts happening let me know and i'm yeah. going to be talking to him tomorrow and be like hey so should i go back to 150 so yeah it's really rough trying out new medication and i'm proud that you're of you that you're doing it so it's good that you're taking that step it sucks that it's giving you anxiety yeah no and i mean it also just hasn't been a good like mental health month because it's my birthday uh tomorrow the day after this podcast released uh, I will be 32 years old and that is enough where I'm like, oh, cool. That's, that's cool. Why? That... <laughs> Why is that uh, a feeling? 
uh it's I, I don't know i the the biggest the biggest issues that have required therapy kind of getting through they've not have not been addressed properly i don't mm. think and so i still feel kind of hopeless and pointless existence so I'm just kind of living each day and I'm hoping that the the upbeats from the antidepressants just kind of keep me from going down that track too yeah. too hard. Yeah. And I'm also writing a lot more which has been helping. Oh, wow. So That's great. Yeah, I mean that's that's a positive. Yeah. But uh along with my birthday this week there is also Thanksgiving. Hey, Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. I know that there's Canadian Thanksgiving also, but that's that ain't what we about here. We're in, we're in L.A. <laughs> so we wanted to do an episode about surviving Thanksgiving, um, family gatherings especially. But um, this is also know, applicable, obviously, for like Christmas yeah, or Easter or whatever it is that you you celebrate with family. And it usually leads to some sort of dinner where you're all together in one room. Yeah. Um, I know for my family this year, we're going to have all, over 17 people. I've never had that big of a Thanksgiving. It sounds extremely overwhelming. I get peopled out quickly and mm-hmm. I get fuzzy brained. And I know sometimes with my depression, I don't necessarily get so sad as I get really numb. Like I just really don't care. So one of the first things I wanted to say is uh, don't be hard on yourself if you are in that state of numbness, because I know that with for me, I can feel really guilty if I'm like, oh, I'm surrounded by people who love me and we're all having a lovely time, except for me, who feels nothing, nothing. I don't <laughs> feel sad or angry. I don't feel I'm just kind of bored and listless. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really sucks when it's like everyone worked so hard to like create this beautiful moment. Um, so that's on one side of the things. On the other side is you can sometimes have a dysfunctional situation with your family. Yes. Yes, you can. How would you go through that, Chris? Well, for the most part, I mean, generally, my 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 family gets a well. When I had like more family, now it's literally just my grandmother and I, so it's not a problem anymore. We just cook something small, and it's very mm. easy. But when it was when I was younger, and we had a larger family, and you know, we had about six to eight people sitting around a table at the the onslaught of whatever the feast was, then it would get a little heavy. There'd be, of course, these standard conversational topics that are not supposed to be brought up would be brought up. Oh. And there would be arguments and debate and you name it. And it's as well as the stress that uh, various members of my family would have about timeliness because uh. my parents were chronically late. Oh no. So I and I as a result hate being late for anything and I'm usually Same. there the first person there. Yeah. Um but for these family dinners in particular it was always just a let's just get through this kind of situation. I think one of the things that's helped me in the past with these family things is having somebody to rely on that sees what you're seeing because there's nothing worse than being 
in a situation where everyone's pretending to get along and everyone's pretending to be grateful and thankful or, mm. you know, wh- wh- whatever holiday it is. And you know that there's all these underlying stressors and people like being passive aggressive and saying little nasty things. And if you have somebody you can like look at across the room and like <laughs> you, you, you know, like you make eye contact and you're both like, oh, God, there goes Aunt Susan again talking about oh, how yes. dry this turkey is this year or oh, you know whatever <laughs> at least you have somebody that makes you feel less crazy yes i would 100% agree with that that's that's why i typically i try to have friends come over for yeah. thanksgiving having some that kind of buffer yes it's it's uh it's good to have at least one or two people who may not be either in the family or will encourage family members to be on their best behavior. Yeah. I, uh, and I know that I was dating this one guy for a while and his, um, there were a few people in the family that once they started drinking became unmanageable. It was really Mm -hmm. difficult to be around. So if you are lucky enough to be an adult right now and not a child stuck in the situation and you are throwing your own Thanksgiving I think having it be an alcohol-free situation can be great if that is something that you deal with. Um, Unfortunately, the best way, I think, is just to not even have that kind of, you know, have booze around. Yeah, no, 100%. I would agree. If it is a situation where some people may imbibe too much or they are problematic in their drinking, don't let that be an aspect same with uh, drugs, simply because that could also be a contention point. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I then again, I haven't really been to too many Thanksgivings where, you know, pass the bong around or anything. But still, that's, <laughs> that's, that's a possibility. I don't know. Um, there's always also... Um, just being able to, huh? So I was just gonna say survival tips from the depressed and rundown. We're like really <laughs> selling this. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, we're we're guys just like you, just like us. We are all just trying to survive as best as we can. We are uh, we are leaves on the wind. <laughs> You know, I I survived this one particular get together by using the bathroom a lot and going on and looking at like cat memes, just taking that <laughs> break physically away from people where nobody can bother me, nobody could ask me or tell. The worst for me is when someone tells me uh, what to do when they could just oh, instead yeah. of asking, you know, be like, hey, would you please help me with this or hey, would you? Um, having somebody sign me up for something without having discussed it with me drives me nuts. And so um, when I'm not numb, sometimes I am dealing with rage and I don't want to be that person who has to lash out and bring up old wounds because I'm feeling hurt myself. And you know, it just, it's, it's just such like an ugly headspace to be. So um, escape. Yeah, that sucks. (laughs) Escape, you know, be somebody. um, I have, my aunt was telling me the best thing, especially as an introvert, or if you're just, even if you're an extrovert and you're feeling a little bit overwhelmed with all the people, be the person who um, 
volunteers to go do the thing. Like if they're like, oh man, we need more juice. Oh, I'll go get it. And that way you have that time by yourself in the car. You can take as long as you want, you yeah. know, just, just to get away. Yeah, that's, that's honestly pretty great. Uh, one of the things that I've always done, at least in the last decade or so of my life has been, I have usually been the one cooking the meals. Oh, that's uh, I, yeah. I am able to take charge at that point and kind of, you know, the, the socialization could be going on in the living room. I get to just sit in the kitchen and just work on preparing this meal. And if anybody tries to interrupt, I just shoo them out of the kitchen with a big knife. <laughs> <laughs> Don't mess with the guy with a big knife. <laughs> it works. I, don't oh, d d please don't threaten someone with knives. That's I, I love that because I, I think I was at one of your events and I remember somebody wa wandered into your kitchen and you were like, get out, get out. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, I, I tried to go in and help him, but he wouldn't let me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think because <laughs> yeah, I was just like I was I was frenzied at that point because I was do I was cooking I think three or four things at the same time. And yeah. they all needed to be done in such a way. And just another body in my somewhat cramped kitchen just kind of makes me go, nope, mm -mm, nope. <laughs> I will grow two more arms before I allow someone to help me in here. <laughs> um, similarly, in your ability to take charge of what your your job or your responsibility might be, there's always a possibility you could enlist the help or if you are the extrovert guide the conversation in directions try to keep taboo topics from becoming the forefront of conversation yeah hey chris when are you gonna get married hey Lindsay, when are you gonna have babies mm -hmm. <laughs> like, those are <laughs> those are conversations that get to be shot down Real immediately quick. Anyway, yeah, so guiding the conversation, because obviously the things that people shouldn't discuss that do get brought up a lot, religion, mm -hmm. politics, uh, garbage, garbage, garbage like that. Yeah, and I think it, it's really helpful when there are kids or, or little animals around, because that can always lead to something else. Like, kids are a great distraction, whether you want to have them or not, um, and whether you are good with them or not. It is a really good strategy to have them placed, uh, dispersed throughout, and then allow them to um, run and be free. So, you know, if there's somebody who's uh, really great with the kids, having them sit next to them, et cetera. I know these are things that, like, most people know. But if you're just trying to, like, I'm trying to survive, I'm overwhelmed, I'm exhausted. These are some things to think about to get it moving and be seamless. Um, yeah, I've never been at a family dinner that has had children at it really i'm, not, I'm i've somehow wow never had that happen to me it, it, the closest that i came was when i was the child <laughs> oh like, man i have a big family it. with lots of kids and it's really fun. And and I, I also just enjoy when there's like the dogs like, oh, looks like the dogs are thirsty. I better go get some water in the water bowl. And then, you know, people find me sitting in the dog bed with all the dogs on my lap. So 
<laughs> that's one of that's my escapisms. I was going to say that's actually a really good idea in and of itself is to set aside little places yeah. uh, in wherever you are there or wherever. Just set aside quiet places for people yes. to just hang out. And if they don't want to be surrounded by the hurly burly of so much family and people, then you can escape to the dog bed. One of my great escape plans, and while it's not fun, it at least gives my brain a break, is I often offer to do all the dishes. Mm. So that way I don't have to sit on, at a table with people who are slowly getting drunker, who I might not get along with, you know, and everyone appreciates it when you're the one who jumps up and says, oh, I'll do the dishes. So, oh, yeah. and usually you can enlist your friend at that point to help dry or whatever, and you can sit and chat and uh, mm -hmm. reboost yourself. That so, is very true. Hopefully some of these <laughs> were somewhat helpful. Uh, holidays are difficult, you know, that especially when it's the first holiday without somebody. Um, mm. uh, a tip for you, if you've lost someone this year, like I did, um, I've celebrated the past few Christmases with my grandmother up in Alaska, and this year she passed. And... The other day I was doing dishes and I thought I'd put on some Christmas music way ahead of schedule. I usually don't do it until after Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, and I started listening to them and then I just started sobbing. I had no idea what the effect of having the music that I kind of started associating with her um, was going to have on me. And I was really thankful that I was by myself for that moment to like think of her and mourn her and those times that we had and be grateful for them too. Instead of it, the first time I hear Christmas music, I'm with people. Yeah. Um, so that might be something to keep in mind just to forf fortify yourself. Um, if there's, you know, particular smells or sounds that you associate with that person, um, the first time maybe trying to do that when you're by yourself. Yeah. No, that's yeah. absolutely a great idea. Every single time that we've had a uh, a death in our family that's kind of led to the dinner, the following, whatever the set, you know, celebration is, mm -hmm. it has always been quite difficult, but we typically do have, at least in my family, we have a f weird, interesting way of, uh, kind of being, I, I don't know a better way to put it, happy thinking about those who've left and those who've passed and those who are no longer in our lives. It's just a, we get to sit there and just go, oh, yeah, that person would have probably hated this or that person <laughs> would remember when, you know, remember when grandpa would, you know, do blah, 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 or <laughs> this soup isn't hot enough or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Whatever it is that you're all able to kind of reminisce and step away from the tragedy of the situation and remember all of the good times that have been had. That's kind of grow. There's sort of an appreciation. Yeah. But. Well, on that note. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, after speaking of appreciating, once you have removed everyone from your place, if you are the one hosting, there is nothing wrong with just giving yourself a little treat. <laughs> <laughs> like, you did it. Whatever, whatever this. you, yeah, whatever you have been through, like you've, you've just survived a holiday dinner 
with your family. If you've done it, you can rest, you can relax for a little bit. We're so proud of you guys. We're so thankful for you. Um, I'm grateful for the audience that we've had. And I think about you guys all the time and how much you've influenced my life uh, being able to do this podcast. So thank you for that. And I hope that your holiday is delicious and full of love. Yes, could not agree more. And as for us, follow us on Instagram at Hey Who Podcast, like our Facebook page, subscribe to the subreddit. If you want to support us directly, visit our Patreon. Or if you want to send us something directly, go ahead and email mailbag at howareyouholdingup.com. And as always, don't, don't tell, tell us, us to just get over it. it.